finally woken. Welcome on board. What's that? Where are we? Oh, look up at the billowing sails. Feel the slimy boards beneath your feet. Listen to the creaking of the mizzen and the foremast. Breathe the salty spray of pints. For this be the good ship pub. And we have left the harbour on our fifth voyage. This time we journey to Elm Grove in the foothills of Hanover for our customary three pints, three pubs, three pals. First, we dock at the Admiral, then weigh anchor at the Howard, and lastly, we did set a course for the Hartington. What's that you say? Who be the crew be? Why, this fine young alemaster is none other than Adrian Peel. Hello. And this wee lager boy be naught but Daniel McLean. Aye. Who, me? I am Paddy Cole, and this is the Brighton Pub Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, man! <laughs> um, it's a bold move. Yeah, uh, I thought yeah. I'd, I thought I'd go for it. Nice, I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. What What did you call that character? Uh, McGinty. Yes, but if he was kind of described, so McGinty. But if he's kind of described in a sort of, um, you know, in a script, it'd be like wizened old. Mm. You know, quarter master McGinty or something like uh, that. Bent double. Bent double <laughs> McGinty. Yeah, I don't really okay. know what that means, but he'd be bent double. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, ho I'm hoping he makes more appearances. <laughs> that way or that way. Or that way. Uh, he'd be bent double in both ways at the same time. Same, okay. <laughs> oh, really? He'd be both prostrate and supine. Mm -hmm. uh, he'd be portly. Um, and gnarled. Yes, he sounds portly and gnarled, actually. Ruddy-faced, <laughs> a huge nose. I I've, I've got a feeling McGinty will pop his wee head above the deck again. <laughs> so, um, based on, a, a, on something that um, we mentioned a while ago, is that the listeners haven't really had a chance to get to know us as mm. as people they don't they don't really know who we are they know us as as, as pub podcasters but characters um, characters i thought it would be nice to they know more about mcginty than they know about us ah mcginty's an enigma wrapped in a mystery <laughs> i thought it would be fun to engage in some uh small talk <laughs> is that like small ale is it talk that's been we're reusing the mash so it's stuff we've said before millions of times so it's no going to be a very than... diluted version of conversation no more than two percent interest by volume <laughs> right sure. that, that's what i'm going for absolutely um yeah people at the start of human interactions you engage in small talk and so i thought mm. that'll lead us into this episode after that quite jarring beginning um mm. we could do some small talk mm. i have to preface this with i'm very bad at small talk i tend to go in you know 
Hello, my name's Daniel. Uh, you know, what's all this about religion? Yeah, <laughs> you, you tend to hit the French existential <laughs> philosophy quite quick, don't you? Exactly. I'll uh, I'll I'll say my name, and I won't even ask them theirs. I'll just quote some Camus at them. <laughs> You'll uh, just start yelling the word abortion in their face. <laughs> As a non sequitur, then move yeah, yeah. on and just, uh, yeah, exactly. Give me your opinion on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So this is going to be a whole new um, new experience for me. Um, so, Adrian. Yeah, well, sorry. Uh, how's your wife, Sunday? Sorry? All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, did you see United the other day? Oh, I did. Now, that's cool. not small talk. That yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. small talk by any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's not dwell on it. Uh, Adrian, oh, it's, it's been cold recently, hasn't it? It's been, what is it? Monkeys, uh, silver monkeys. Silver monkeys. Brass monkeys, isn't it? I think it's a platinum ape. <laughs> yeah, what's, it's... what's brass monkeys? I don't actually know that. Cold enough to freeze the nuts of a brass monkey. Because it's but, brass monkeys, but if a monkey's made of brass, it's already in solid form. Yeah, and it's so cold. Imagine how cold it would have to be to make those nuts drop off. Oh, it seems so brittle. Due to yeah, I mean, it doesn't really make sense because would your nuts? I guess no. I think if people are found frozen alive, they're generally. I mean, if you... They're in one piece. Their nuts are still touch, attached. If you touch yeah. or lick something, if you touch or lick something made of metal when it's really cold, you'll stick to it. So surely it'll be cold enough to stick balls onto a brass monkey. <laughs> well, it's the monkey's own balls. They're, they're already touched. It doesn't have to be the monkey's own balls. <laughs> yeah. It's cold enough to stick my balls on a metal monkey. And balls. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cold enough to fuse balls to balls. <laughs> See, even when we do small talk, it becomes what inanity and language obsessed. I would say, um, Dan, mm. hit me with it. We're knocking these out of the park. Abortion. Is that a new shirt? I'm not wearing a shirt. To go. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, I paused it. Up. I've fucked up. The, we've, we've, we've we've shown them down the wizard's sleeve. I'm completely naked. Uh, um, whatever Paddy said there was going to get no traction. What are your... This is the first podcast of the new year. Mm. Um, what are your pub promises of 2023? Adrian. I resolve to, uh, to finish every pint. Finish them up. Just... Lap it, lap it all up. Yum, 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 yum. You've been slacking on that recently. Uh, yeah, occasionally I think I'll uh, I'll leave the last couple of sips behind. Do you really? Uh, occasionally, one, once or twice, it can it can, it can happen. Or, or I'll let the... it be taken. I'll let it be taken away because I'm like oh, quite quite um quite looking forward to the next pint already. So. I'm I'm very. I find that... um cowardly when staff come over and take my pint and i haven't finished it i've never i've never stopped them that's the ultimate cowardice isn't it 
Well, yeah, I saw someone Ultimate entire. <laughs> I remember someone uh, when we were in that restaurant that time, and they'd gone to fetch the drinks. They brought out the drink order as is customary. They bought the uh, the roast, and then they just took your drink away, and you were fine with that. <laughs> He said, I'm done with that. Then they came back and they completely removed the roast as well. And you hadn't touched any of it. And you said nothing. <laughs> well, that was, that I don't was, like to, that They've got too... a job to do. I don't like to cause a fuss. Yeah, it's true. It's it was true. still hot. I just poured the gravy on and they just whipped it away. <laughs> so is your promise to be, uh, sorry, your pub promise to be more... Uh, just like a fascist when it came in pubs and just being incredibly rude to the staff. Oh, is that going too far the other way? <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to impose any form of pint Nazism. So if they ask to take your drink away and it's, it isn't finished... You're not. This isn't you now mentioning it. Like I'm now going. This to... is Adrian's pub promise. Oh, that I'm you've, sorry. You've accidentally <laughs> put on me. Interpreted as yours. <laughs> I'm just going to sit down every last drop, lick it all up like a good little boy. Mm. <laughs> if you could get your tongue to the bottom of a pint glass, would you lap it up? If I could. Mm. If you if you could. I can. <laughs> Right, yeah. You can't, can't, you can't do, you do can't. that. I, I can't believe you've never noticed that you've been drinking like that yeah. before. Not only do you have a long tongue, but why you've don't absorb drink the last few bits because it's all been it's all been well tongued. <laughs> <laughs> well tongued. That's a South African snack, isn't it? <laughs> That's why he always ends up with, um, you know, like those a big love bite around his mouth. Mm. By the end of the night, because it's suction from the, the top of the pint, like yeah, a exactly. like a remora. Oh, what's a remora? Sure. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yes, that. like a remora. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah. yeah like she does that as well, doesn't she? A remora, <laughs> remora. I barely know her. She went of her own accord. <laughs> Um, Dan, what mm. are your pub promises of 2023? My pub promise is to um, just pay more attention. Um, just pay more attention in pubs, to the pubs, to the conversations <laughs> in the pubs, to just try not to get like distracted by drinking a beer and wanting another beer because that seems to be the sort of two states of mind that I'm in usually. So just just to actually soak in a bit more of the atmosphere. And I think that this uh, that's why this is this project is uh, the project that keeps on giving because it's forcing me to do that. I would never have paid attention really to the decor of a pub. It could have just been like a bomb shelter as long as there was kind of pints there, I would have just walked in, grabbed a pint. If you were there, the pint was there. I, I, I wouldn't have been fussy. I just would have got the drink as quickly as possible, started drinking it, started chatting. But now I'm actually taking it in. I'm actually sort of putting together what my ideal pub so is your, in my mind. your resolution is to spend more time not drinking in pubs? <laughs> no, spend just as much time drinking, but... But just taking your surroundings a little bit more. I feel I get a bit of tunnel vision. 
So, so your resolution is to talk less um, and pay no, less not attention talk less. to your friends, isn't it? Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> no, not I mean, looking keep... at the pub while we're all speaking. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to be staring off around us, and um, yeah, say, so, oh, that's a that's a lovely sort of uh, burgundy bonquette they've got over there. Meanwhile. <laughs> miss out on half the conversation of the evening i have a um a, a suggestion i think we should have uh, a bonquette jingle every time we mention <laughs> bonquettes like <laughs> oh this is plush okay that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Isolate that one. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the bunk. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of a, a posher word for a quickie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In, the, in rougher areas, they, they have a quickie. Uh, yeah. The upper classes have a bonquette. Right. Um, I think the, the, the listener's got a well rounded view of. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's. Uh... What's your one? Oh, um, pub promise. My pub promise is to uh, feel less uh, self-conscious when engaging in friendly banter with bar staff. I thought you were going to say public sex for some reason. <laughs> Bonketting. <laughs> uh, I don't initiate uh, small talk or banter with bar staff. Um, sometimes I feel like a bit of a creep if I do that. Yeah, yeah, but you do. You come up as a creep when you do that. I do come up as a creep when I talk to anyone. <laughs> I feel the way. same way. Like, but you, you've got to stop your opening gambit being something about their appearance. That's yeah, what's, uh, that's it, what's it, stitching you up. It's the nice. one. It's the one pocket. hand moving in the pocket as well. That's yes. it makes people deeply uncomfortable. I need to cut that out. But yeah, like that, that. You know the suggestive innuendos. Good grip on that pump, love. Yeah, it's, it's, not, heavy uh, breathing. it's not appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, though. I'm. Um... It's nice to interact with people, and if you're not creepy, uh, people who work in pubs do that job and if they enjoy doing that job they enjoy interacting with uh the patrons as long as those patrons are polite and respectful and you know no one hates small talk people say they hate small talk what they mean is they hate people and they hate having to come up with opinions on the fly well, i think, yeah, they, I put, think... they put menus on the bar for a reason so you can stare at the menu and not have to make eye contact if they're pouring the pipe directly in front of you is that actually true no. <laughs> There's a bit love, of pop. Love, You've got a psychology love. degree, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, we did study. Well, you got, you got, a, you got, a, you got a, a, a third in psychology, haven't you? <laughs> well, surprisingly little on pub interaction, although that is where I spent most of the degree. Um, but I worked in pubs <laughs> as well. And not, not that many people. Like, it's quite a small proportion of people that just come out with small talk. Like, regulars, regulars will come in and they'll have a chat with you. But just random people who are coming in to get a pint like we are, they generally don't say, hey, so how's it going? What have you been up to today? They'll just, they'll just wait. And, uh, which is you do, usually. And how did, how did that make you feel? Uh, relieved, usually. Um, no, no, it was, um, 
It was quite boring. It was nice. It's, yeah, obviously, it's nice when someone engages you, isn't it? So it is nicer to do it. Um, I would be excited if if uh, if it was coming from a member of if it was coming from a a, a lady or from mm. a girl. Um, and so that's why I feel un- that's why I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, to to like chat up. I feel almost like oh, am I am I being perceived as chatting up a barmaid if a uh, what if he's a bar man? Surely there's no worry there about that. Then there is worry, but I just don't feel self-conscious about that for some reason. Oh, you don't. It's only well, I think I feel self-conscious with with either sex. But like when we went in the Admiral, the bar person, uh, it was just me in there and them there. There was no one else in the bar, and um, yeah, asked for my drink, and I just stood there absolutely silently waiting for it. And and that was a a moment. But I could, in that situation, I can never think of what a good opening gambit is. Maybe we can send that out to the listeners. What mm. what are your opening gambits to bar staff? Um, oh, they keep changing the toys in Kinder Eggs. Don't you hate that? That's mm. a good one. That is a good one, actually. Yeah. I've never eaten a Kinder Egg. Try to get the whole set of little little turtles and then they, they change it to dolphins on your last one. Mm. I wasn't saying I've never eaten a I've eaten loads of kinder eggs. I used to collect the little things. I don't want that going out there, that misinformation. I've eaten many a kinder egg. I was you'll, imagining you'll get cancelled so hard your head will be spinning. <laughs> exactly. My mum will even stop listening. Um Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good one, Paddy. I, I, can I join you with that pub promise? Pub, <laughs> pub promise. That's what they're called. No, I think um, the the idea of you disengaging a little bit more from what's happening is you should stick with that. I can't do. I can't do two things. No, no, no. Okay, fair enough. No. And we can, we can, we can. <laughs> nope. Just this shut up. Pub ain't big enough for the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fine yeah you're right we should set sort of manageable goals i don't want to be getting too distracted um, um dan have we had any mail right mail um, yes Let's so mail. Is ready okay yeah yeah mine will be ready any sex so my um I think my mum took to heart what we were saying in the last episode. I was talking about like wanting mad, devoted, devoted uh, listeners that just spam our email box. So my mum sent 20 emails, all from my mum. Each one has attached a different picture of a Mm -hmm. can of spam. Oh, for a second, for a second. I was worried where that was going. What did you think I was, was going to say? Dear Miss Campbell, when your son Daniel informed us that you had sent him 20 emails with photographs of spam attached, Adrian and myself made a number of crass and childish comments, which are not fit to be broadcast on this podcast. I would like to apologise for these. They do not reflect who we are, and I now recognise that these were wrong. I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading it. 
please be assured that there will be no more spam-based tinuendo, and we shall endeavour to be respectful and sensitive going forwards. Thank you. Spam email. More spam. Spam platter. Man, I love spam. Don't tie with the spam. Spam creature. More spam. Say no to spam. Wall of spam. Naked spam. Spam Spam chips. Spam merch. Healthy spam. So much spam. Spam mail. You the winner. (laughs) Which is a break from the sort of... uh, that's an Parallelism. Example of spam, the yeah, very nice. What, what a deliciously meaty spam platter your mother's provided us with. Served us up, <laughs> absolutely. Really laid it all out for us to enjoy. Get you on. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of naked spam. That's um, that that's a that's a novel if ever I heard one. Yes, yeah. let me open that one up and just to describe what I can see on there. Naked spam. It is. Uh, canless spam, outrageous. Three, three uh, sort of cut slices of canless spam. So, is it is it like pixel- pixelated, blurred? <laughs> no, <laughs> although their head faces have been redacted. I'd rather your yeah. If if your mum's going to be sending us photos, please tell us to can her spam. Keep the spam in the can. Well, you've just done it. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. But but I'm hoping after our uh, incredible review from that one listener uh, who mm. just describes the podcast as quote brilliant. Wow. Um, I'm hoping the floodgates is soon to open. So um, yeah. More spam on its way. More spam picks. Um, on cool. that note, uh, mm. enjoy the podcast. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yes. Keep your spam canned. Mm, keep barnacling those oysters. Enjoy your pints, me hearties. Pints <laughs> ahoy. Pints ahoy. Pints ahoy. The Admiral. Um, well, here we are. Pub number one, episode five, and the pub is the Admiral. Let's do a bit of scene setting. Mm. Isn't it admirable? It's, a, it's, it's an admirable effort. It's, it's an, an admirable, admirable scene. Admiral. So admirable. we're in a gazebo. Mm. Is it a, a gazebo, gazebo or a pagoda? The lack of columns is making me doubt both. <laughs> yeah. It's a gazebo-style roof. Mm, yeah, placed in a concrete courtyard. <clears throat> yeah, in the back of the pub. So it's, it's got a tiki field. We're, we're surrounded by again. bamboo. Yeah, bamboo Another everywhere. bloody tiki <laughs> Which is why yeah. the sound quality is so crisp. Yeah. The bamboo's just like sucking all the echo. <laughs> yes, it's, it's acting as like a natural dampener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I like about tiki. this tiki style though is that they do have nice big fat coloured incandescent multicolored bulbs mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really nice so i like a bit of like fairy lighting yes but i think something about like a tiki bar is that they'll have like quite big multicolored or red warm lights and mm. these are proper old school i think actually they're leds but they look like old school so that's kind of the outside but like from the the inside's a bit bonkers yeah. because it's like such it's like proper 
like eight seater trestle tables but that have kind of a tops on them that look kind of modernish so like mm -hmm. an oakish top um but it looks like someone's cleared away tables that used to be in the middle to make room for like a dance floor they're yeah. all around the outside and there's a massive empty space in the middle which i hate yes i want a pub i want i want to have to navigate a you pub. want a weatherspoons <laughs> <laughs> you want tightly packed tables you want the clifton bill in again i don't want the weatherspoons but yeah <laughs> But it's, um, so it's got the trestle tables. It's got like park eight floor. It's been, it has been renovated recently, but there's still like, the sideboards are all still 1970s sideboards. So you've got 1970s sideboards, and then there's just fucking graffiti all over because they've tried to modernize it. Yeah. So there's like tentacles and like dinosaurs in there, and like all mad bright colors combined with bizarre trestle tables, park eight floors, and then like- And yeah. sportiness as well. Big screens and yeah, screens on every outside. single, uh, every single. Everywhere wall. you look, can't avoid a screen. Now we are on very unimaginative drinks. Me and Paddy are on a, on Madrys and Adrian's on a Guinness. Mm. I don't think you can lay that at our doors. Exactly. Though. That's what I was. That's what I was gearing up. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a pump. Not a pump in sight. Not a pump. No, in nary a pump six, to be had. Six taps, I think. Yeah. Mm. Pump free. Yeah, poor, poor selection. Humphrey um, Bogart. Humphrey <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No Pint. <laughs> cool. I was going to do, like that last episode we started with um, Adam's pub peeves, mm. which I thought was a fun <coughs> feature. Mm. We could just do a little, little icebreaker. Little icebreaker. Oh, what should we call it? Pub peeves? I don't know. No, why is that no good? Uh, <laughs> we can do better. Okay. Shit pumps. Shit pumps. Shit pumps. Shit pumps. Pumps. Let's go maritime with it. Okay, go on. Takes the wind out of my sails. What barnacles your... <laughs> oyster. <laughs> what barnacles your oyster? Perfect. Right. So what... what in, in pubs, what barnacles your oyster? <laughs> Um, what we mean by that is <laughs> what's your pet peeve related to your pub peeve? Your pub peeve. Uh, it, it boxes that actually make noises even when they're not being used. It. It boxes. It boxes. What's an it box? It's those quiz machines. Yeah, I'm saying that oh, right. Oh, that's yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's an it, it box. It. <coughs> it's oh, just really? like a, it's a brand of quiz. I quiz I and T. It. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, the yeah. it's what I'd use for something that's not one of the gambling ones with loads of colours, but the one that's like you can play Who Wants oh, to Be yeah, a Millionaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they called it boxes. You don't really see the that. gambling, flashy, coloured ones anymore, do you? Uh, yeah, an old fruity. That's sort of old fruity. Did you ever learn to play those? I feel like it's something where you have to have someone inaugurate you into it. Yeah. Um, it's just gambling. So people who are into it will often win 20 quid and they'll often spend 50 quid. <laughs> but like, do you even know what to do? Because it's not like a one-armed bandit. They, well, yeah, they'll have you, the scrolly thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what buttons to press. Well, if you, yeah, you just keep on putting in, from, from people that I've known who have been addicted to them, you just keep on putting in pound coins and it is like, um, it's a bit like a pinball game where on a pinball you're just, you're doing the flippers and you're hitting the little things, but then you'll realise, oh, there's a mission that you can do, which means mm. I've got to get the pin in there, and then the ball in there, and then light that up, and there might be even a little arcade game. You go Dot Matrix you can play, and it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. 
I mean, I know. I think they all have the option to turn off the sound. Um, but so it's so. Would your would your? I'm going to just call it a pub thief just for, for <laughs> brevity's sake. What um, barnacles, barnacles my oyster? oyster. <laughs> would the thing that barnacles your oyster actually be um, landlords that leave the sound turned on those machines? Yeah, la- landlords who don't pay attention to the ambience of the right. pub enough. And, and, and let's be honest, it's, it's, money making it's thing, not landlords, it's the staff that are working there don't give a shit. And fair enough. Like, But maybe like some landlords house. leave it on to attract, bic, 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 attract people's attention, basically. It is, to it is what? Bad. To the machine. Oh, because they Cause make the, money. Because if them. someone's like gambling, is a gamble, it's like that way inclined they they will be attracted by the sounds and like it'll put a little seed in their head where they'll be like oh i want to go play it but isn't my it, friend was obsessed with them isn't it reducing their purchasing power so it makes them less likely to buy points they get they get a cut where they get a cut yeah yeah, yeah. and they'll get, they'll just keep going buying pints mid my, my friend actually i imagine they get a cut do they get a cut yeah they get a cut they must they get a cut get otherwise a cut. why would you pay the electricity bill to mm. I've got two related stories to this, which is going to eat into the research though, but one of them Good. is... one of Because you're not going to read that out your own stories. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to the most recent episode? You're not in it at all. I, I did listen to the first half, and what what was that weird edit? Where like, I'm talking balls, oh, balls, 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 balls. loads of weird edits in there. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, friends. Yeah, yeah. My friend, off. my friend. One, he was obsessed with um, slot machines, and like one time, he was like, "Oh, do you want to go to the pub?" So we went to a pub. He, it was the Wimbledon. One Wimbledon final was on. I think it was Federer Roddick, and he went. And luckily, that was on because he just went. We were both went to the pub. He spent. We were in there probably six hours, and he did nothing but put. He put 180 quid into the machine. Finally, <laughs> finally won 150 quid. Yeah. Then we left. Exactly. <laughs> Just mental. He had. He he bought. But that's six hours worth of entertainment for 30 quid. Mm. Mm. Pure dopamine Fair stimulation. Yeah. <laughs> he bought us uh, one for his house. Oh so he had God. one called. Road rage did or something. He, Road hog, I think it was. Did he get a cut <laughs> well, he just open. He had the key to it, so he just open it, take the money, put it back in, and just start playing it again. Do you get the dopamine hit though if you know that you're not losing that money? Maybe you're kidding yourself that you're learning the machine, yes. so then you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do actually have sort of like. But it's like he's Habits. bought yeah. a video game, and it's like the shittest video game ever. Just like get an Xbox. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, he then sold it to another one of our friends, who then reneged on the deal. He went round to his house. Um, my friend was like, oh, "I don't want it anymore." Closed the door. It was like a big door. Um, so he got a baseball bat and just—he had a big piece of glass in the window. He just got a baseball bat and smashed the glass and just like left. He was this guy he was stable. <laughs> he was the—he had no sense of consequences. I've never known someone be so late for anything. He was like you to to the power of ten. It was ridiculous. It like I'd be awake because I say it his a lot of the time. We'd be getting a bus. I'd be awake, I'd be like, the bus is in 20 minutes. 
They'd be like, okay, okay, and he'd be up, and you'd think he's ready to go, because he's, like, dressed and stuff. Ten minutes before, he's like, I'm just going to have a shower. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? We have to leave now. I never miss so many buses as when I've been with him. Anyway, he was he was mad. He's just, like, he had no sense of future consequences. It, it, was, it was insane. For the listener, Dan was pointing at Paddy when he said he was like you to the power of town. <laughs> 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 sure. Yeah, let's, let's go with that. Yeah. Okay, the admiral. Right. Let's get let's get into this, shall we? So, um, where are we? It's on Elm Grove. Uh-huh. Uh, it's at the bottom of Elm Grove, which is a steep, long street that connects another street called Lewis Road to Brighton Racecourse, which is at the top of a hill. Um, me and Adrian have some fond memories of Elm Grove, don't we? Yes, cycling, cycling trips. Cycling tale. Do you want to tell the cycling tale? We were at a house party. And Your leaving party. My leaving party. We were mid, I would now. say we were... Pe- Who's telling the story? <laughs> tell the story, Adrian. It goes like this. I'm just going to interject a few things. I'd say we were peak bromance, weren't we, at oh, that yeah, point? Yeah. yeah. So we've peaked, have we? No, it did come back. <laughs> the good days are gone. <laughs> yeah, we left a house party at about two or three in the morning because I suggested that while well, I was telling Dan about one of my favourite little bike rides, which was you go all the way up this big hill, Elm Grove, and you go down through some villages through the countryside, and you come back past and under the cliffs, um, past Brighton Beach. Mm. It's a lovely, lovely ride. Really nice after work. So it curves round to Rottingdean. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. Well, right. actually, it's it's. You come out. You yeah, know, you came out of Rottingdean. It's Rottingdean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Rottingdean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, lovely, lovely, like after work or weekend ride because it takes about ninety minutes and it's just yeah, not too challenging. There's a big hill, but then it's a lot of downhill. Yeah. Really, really fun, like rallying down these little country paths. Um, but we did it at. Yeah, two or three in the morning at a leaving do, and we didn't really tell anyone that we were at going your own leaving do. At, at my own leaving do, <laughs> and we, and we, you were throwing the party. You were I, the yeah, yeah, I was the host. I was the host. <laughs> You're allowed to leave your own leaving. Yeah, do. I was being a good host to uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the co-host. Yeah, yeah, let me not just tell you about this bike ride. Let's go on it now. <laughs> two, two, three yeah. in the morning, and um, we got back shivering. Yeah, to, to, we, um, to angry well, girlfriends. <laughs> To your angry ex-girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> My angry future girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Angry girlfriend. Yeah. That was the moment she realised, well, I'm fucked either way. <laughs> like, I've got to hitch my car to one of these. I've had it hitched to him. It's not worked very well. One of them's wetter than the other, right? <laughs> whole, but loads of people had left, hadn't they, by the time we got back? I mean, because it would have been like four in the morning. Oh, yeah, true, (laughs) true, true. Anyway, so yeah, fun memories of this area, Mm. this place, this road even. Um, All right, tell us some more about this pub, Dan. So this pub was uh, established in 1860. Um, It's had multiple names. So initially it was the Admiral Napier. Then it was the Flying Pig. Mm, Nice. Then the Sun and then the cornerstone, and now it's the Admiral again. Mm. So it went very whimsical for a while, and, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> and then stone, yeah. and then Admiral. <laughs> There's pictures of it as the sun here. Um, look, it was bright yellow. Yellow and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow and blue on the Oh, that's blinding. But um, 
Yeah, so it was built in... It was established in 1860. And that is the year that Admiral Charles Napier died. Stop hitting the table. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is the year Admiral Charles Napier died. Let's find out, find out about him. Now, I don't think he actually... Other than being connected to the Navy... Um... I don't think he ever was in Brighton or anything like that. He was just kind of... Famous. Like the yeah, Lord Nelson. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> he was born in 1786, died in 1860. Here's some descriptions about him. He was an admiral. He was in like a million wars. Like his whole life is just wars. Listen to this. Wars. French Revolutionary. When he was 13 years old. He was wow. in the French Revolutionary War. Napoleonic mm -hmm. at 23 years. That's a given. American War, mm -hmm. 28 years old. Independence. Well, yeah, it must be. I think so. Yeah, it must be. Um, 100 days. So he was the same age then. Um, then he was with his family for a while back in the UK. Then he was in the Portugal Liberal War when he was 46 years old. The Syrian War when he was 54 years old. Right. And the Crimean War when he was 68 years old. Oh, wow. So it's just his whole life is just like at war as a as various naval soldiers until he was an admiral and um, yeah. She's just a, a murderer. <laughs> Mass murderer. Actually, so this pub's named after who'd, a, who'd a murderer pretty much. Who'd have thought that joining a military institution You'd would lead to you to being in the war <laughs> <laughs> During yeah, it's like true, isn't it? the, the 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 high point of British naval military <laughs> yeah, British history, British imperialism. Yeah. Mm. Boer. I don't know if he was in the Boer. I don't actually know when the Boer yeah. War. I think it was late nineteenth century, maybe. I don't. Know. I think he was dead by then. Yeah. Yeah. He would have loved it. He would have fucking <laughs> loved the Boer War. <laughs> well, he did seem to love what he was planning to go. Where was he planning to go? On like another war, like Tenerife. <laughs> oh, so he couldn't just, just they weren't at war he no, just wanted to go and just <laughs> blow the shit out he missed the opportunity to die doing what he loved he, uh, <laughs> how did he die um, he died of dysentery of course, of course <laughs> shitting himself yeah, basically yeah, yeah. to death but he, but he deserved <laughs> it as well or not he might have saved lots of people well hang on we're going to get to his, his good points so there's a few things that do make him seem like a very Brighton character Mm -hmm. He loved ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he was very eccentric. Mm. So here's a description of him. Napier was a large, untidy man of about 14 stone who walked with a limp and a stoop due to his leg and neck wounds. He was very scruffy, nicknamed Mad Charlie and Dirty Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> how tall, do you know how tall he was? Because I think like yeah, 14 stone with a stoop, mm. you've got to be tall. Mm. No one's going to, if you're like five foot, no one's going to say you walk with a stoop. Yeah, you, yeah. you could be short with a stoop. Short with a stoop? Yeah, yeah. Short What are stoops. you stooping over? Like a beetle? Your, your own body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your engine. <laughs> <laughs> what are tall people sto stooping over? Cars. <laughs> Small house bungalows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. This is the other kind of thing that... Um, Makes me think he was a very kind of liberal guy. So it's well, he fought in the Portuguese Liberal War, so mm. he had to be liberal. He could be conservative if he fought in that war. But he was progressive, I should say, in mm -hmm. terms of like what he wanted to achieve. So 
He sought to persuade successive civil administrations of the need for innovative ship design. Oh, what a woke liberal yeah. snowflake. Gee. We need more advanced cannons. <laughs> I, I have a preface that bit right. The second half of this paragraph sort of exemplifies what I was saying a bit better. That's that political correctness gone mad. You don't know what his innovations for these ships were. Ships where the homeless could live in. Okay. Ships that could bomb the homeless. No, no, they could live in the uh, in the live and work. in the bottom of the ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, swab it. My solution to the housing crisis is putting them in the hold in a yeah. vessel that can sink. Wow, you magnanimous <laughs> philanthropist! <laughs> you just fill up with homeless. Right? Yeah. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> fill up, fill up. You know, you know those ships we used to fill with slaves. Yeah. Now we'll just fill them with homeless people. Yeah. He had a uh, uh, 50-50 policy on. Black white members of uh, who would come on board. Okay, yeah. okay. That's Anyone. Can both go those hold. two things I've said are lies. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was insistent on the development of steamships and the use of iron in ship construction mm. instead of wood. Um, he wanted. That's true. Where's the, where's the liberal stuff coming? In? Uh, here, here. Okay. He insisted on the proper training of officers. Ooh. <laughs> no, wait, I've not got there yet. The proper trading masters and decent living conditions for ordinary seamen. Uh huh. In the balls. <laughs> exactly. So, not too hot trousers. Just boxes, boxes. No, yeah, boxes. no hot pants. He hated hot pants. He hated white fronts, hot pants, and the Portuguese. He loved a boxer. Hmm. He loved a loose boxer. <laughs> he wanted to be able to get air around them. Um, he held that the use of press ganging and flogging should be abolished. Woke liberal bullshit. <laughs> At the time! Uh, and that seamen should be. Fill the <laughs> Should receive proper wages and pensions. Ah, but he was always dismissed as just eccentric, an eccentric nutter, basically. Well, we should pay sailors properly. Yeah. And uh, not be like, That's you not too bad. Right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Have you met a sailor? Uh, described by his cousin as the queerest fellow he ever came across. And as he led the British Tars riding an ass, covered with a great straw hat, wielding a huge stick, and followed by his dog Pow, he raised many a laugh. <laughs> he raised <laughs> um, a laugh. The British Tars. Yeah, so they were. That was Tars was like a. How do you spell that? Is that T A R S. Okay. Oh. It was like a sort of affectionate name for people in the navy, navy soldiers, oh, okay. basically. Some because they were covered in pitch because of the wood. Because you'd have to tar the wood. To yeah, make it's it something like they they. There's like a rumor, not a rumor, but like one of the suggestions as to how it evolved is that they'd actually tar their clothing so they'd be covered in tar all the time. To make themselves waterproof. Yeah, but there's no sort of evidence for that. Dirt's Admiral Napier, anyway. Cool. Cool. So, we're all done so what about the pub? No, back to the pub, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it was owned by Kemptown Brewery uh, initially, then in the 70s, late 60s, it was owned by Bass Charrington. Who were like one of the largest breweries? Yeah, Bass. You know, Bass. Bass. Um, Bass. Little, little quiz for you. Do you know the Bass logo? Yep. Mm, it's a triangle, right? Red triangle. Yeah. What's special about that logo? 
It's uh, all I remember is Japan. Every bar in Japan that had an English like bitter, it would be bass, and they presented it as if that's what English people drink. But you don't really see it. Here. Yeah, no, I've never seen it as another. I've only seen it as bass shandy. Exactly. As a child. Yeah, in Japan, it was it was like the English beer. Like no, none of us drink it. Here. There's something about that red triangle logo that mm. is special. Uh, no one has ever used that red since. It's an upside down triangle. It's the first ever registered UK trademark in 1875. Really? Because they used to, uh, as breweries were becoming bigger, they were trying to authenticate what was their beer. Mm. And like lots of breweries would just stamp something mm. on the side of their casks. Mm-hmm. And so mm. like Bass started just stamping just their triangle. casks with a triangle so they could mm. just stamp it really quickly. Uh, trademark law came in in 1874 or something like that, and in 1875 they were the first ever registered trademark. With That's that. pretty good. It I like quite that. Interesting. So I've got two more things. So that in the 1980s, the landlord of this place were Paula and Ray Dockrell. Um, Ray Dockrell was an ex wrestler, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one, apparently one night here was drawn to a close because he dropped a person on his head trying to show them a wrestling move. <laughs> <The> pile driver. <laughs> yes. Let, let me show you. The bar's yeah. closed. Someone ordered a screwdriver and he misunderstood. <laughs> he was known as... Um, well, you've probably ever heard of him. Muscles McGinty. Ray Fury. Oh yeah. Oh no, Ray Fury, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. You remember his catchphrase, don't you? Uh, Lemmy Adam. Bloody angry. Lemmy Adam. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm so annoyed with you right <laughs> now. Bloody cuts <laughs> really barnacles my oyster. <laughs> it's really barnacles. <laughs> oh, and is uh, fucking furious. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> fucking furious. <laughs> and his um, his special move. The pile driver. Obviously. Um, the, the backwards nipple twist. That was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the petulant kick. Is that it? That's one of them. Really? The petulant kick. Is that just... like when someone's walking away, you just swipe at the back of their ankles? Yeah, you just yeah. kick, kick them. Oh, oh, you, oh, you, oh, oh, oh you stomp his foot. He'd, he'd shout his slogan and go, I'm so mad at you right now. And you just <laughs> kick the back of their heel. And, uh, and they'd the crowd, go down. The crowd went wild. And that was so petulant. And some of his contemporaries? Um, annoyed Andy. <laughs> what, was his, uh, what was his slogan? So was what like, did he look like? What did annoyed Andy Well, his slogan was, bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> bloody hell. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. What, bloody in a very calm voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't that annoyed. No one could hear him. No one actually knew <laughs> <laughs> like The crowd really, didn't know. He had a, like a moody face painted on his uh, leotard. <laughs> uh, greasy Kevin. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, what did he look like? Oh, he's really greasy. <laughs> Slick black back hair. Bald. Where was he from? He's just dripping, dripping, uh, drippings. Rotherham. I was going to say Rotherham. <laughs> that is mental. He was from Rotherham. And what was his, uh, what was his um, catchphrase? He'd be so greasy, he could slide between your legs, mm. go behind you, wedgie you. That's, a good, that's a good catchphrase. <laughs> and he'd go... Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Up between your legs. <laughs> Sliver me timbers. <laughs> Sliver me timbers. <laughs> Just 
That's a brilliant catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Big Wig Collymore. Ah, uh, yeah. You remember him? Yeah, yeah. His, he, was, his, he got killed because his hair got trapped in the yeah, threshing yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, a wig. It was Sorry. a wig. I mean, well, was that was the great irony. It wasn't actually a wig, it <laughs> oh, turned really? out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone okay. thought it was a wig. Right, it turned yeah, a hamster. Right. Yeah, he was 70 years old with luscious golden blonde hair. <laughs> right. So it was sort of an ironic name. It was wig. ironic, but yeah. only he knew it was ironic. Mm. And uh, Robert Jrunkel. He was known as the fixer. <laughs> and um, Bob's your uncle. He'd get it. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was Cockney, you know, and and when he'd do the finishing move, he'd like wave the crowd on, and they'd go, he'd go "Who am I?" <laughs> and they'd go, "Bob's your uncle," and they'd uh, go, "Throw uh, eels, at <laughs> <laughs> throw eels," at him, and he'd go, "Bloody right," <laughs> although in a Cockney accent, I can't do a Cockney accent. Say bloody right in a Cockney accent. I'm getting cocked bloody, right. <laughs> bloody, 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 right. bloody, 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 we're fucked. We are fucked because I reckon he can take us yeah. if he's next. From beyond the grave, he <laughs> he'll pile driver us into this, into the bar. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a one star wonder. Um, one star wonders. <laughs> Where's that? That's, that's a, it. That's it. One star. Where is that? <laughs> Where's that? Where's that? Uh, no question mark and no apostrophe. <laughs> Is he trying to reply to a someone said you want to come to the admiral? Yeah. And then he'd searched for the admiral and he thought that he was texting his friend back, but it was actually somehow had started writing a review. <laughs> yeah. Where's uh, where's it? I'm so drunk that I'm like kind of slurring my thumbs like, where's that? <laughs> that is probably a good explanation. Woke up in the morning. It, you said you were going to tell me where you were. And yeah. uh, should we head on to the next place? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm. Pints ahoy! Pints ahoy! Pints ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> Howard. I really like this pub. Mm. I'm really Me impressed too. by it. Very nice, cozy, little hideaways. Where are we? We are at the Howard, which is on number one Howard's Howard Road. It Howard. can't be number one, can it? It's in the middle Howard of road. the road. It's, it, for some reason, it's number one. Well, it's, it? Maybe it's built first and then yeah. right. around it, Classic. around the pub. Yeah. As we have learnt, towns grow mm. around pubs. Reading like the entries for this pub and the reviews and stuff, and it, it doesn't. It, I didn't think it was going to be a good pub. Right. I thought it was going to be quite a boring, tame old man local pub. And I came here once years ago when we lived at, on Picton Street. Um, it would not have been called the Howard. 
No, I don't know what it's called. Either the Free House, H A U S. Oh yeah, because this used to be a Brighton Beer House place. It was as the Free House, mm. and then before that so it was that's no longer that. the Reservoir, and before that it was the Reservoir Tavern. I think it was the Reservoir when we came here. Yeah, I just remember the layout because it's quite a unique layout, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I I'm very impressed. Go um, on, what's the layout like? <laughs> Well, upstairs it's a standard cosy pub mm. with uh, it's got like tables and chairs, mm. which is quite that's innovative. It's a, a bar, <laughs> but you enter you enter on the 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 essentially the ground floor, but that's the top floor of the pub where the bar is, and um, then you can descend if you want into a little uh, there's a little sort of refectory area. Refectory is that the right word? Well, it's, isn't it's, that where monks? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because um, it's it's in a terrace, and all of these houses are the same. You go in, you enter your uh, kitchen, probably, or yeah, probably you enter your kitchen on the ground floor, and you go down some stairs. That's and you're in the living Brighton, room, isn't it? And then this is the it's all Hanover is built like this. Yeah, so I think there's even houses either side of this. But like the, the North Lane Brighton. as well, like any. Any time there's a terrace in Brighton, it just tends to be you go downstairs and you're still on the ground floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But doesn't it feel, because of the shape of this garden, we feel like we're right at the front of a boat, and that's kind of mm. like the what the do you good call it? The pub. It's a te- it's a terraced house, and this is the garden of a terraced house. But it, it it's a pub. It looks like a boat of it. It it's looks like the front of a boat. We're in the poop deck. It's got very cool wallpaper in that downstairs bit, which is like. A patterned wall, not patterned, but like it's all, it's like a jungle wallpaper mm. with all plants and little birds in it. And the pool table, red. Yeah, nice American style pool table, yeah. rarely spotted, but on our journeys we've found two pool tables so far. I think that's, that's two out of five. So. Yeah. And a young, young crowd, like you said. It pattern. skews young. Mm. We've not seen anyone over 20, 25, 27 here. Mm. Which I just love that. I love that vibe. Uh, for me, I, I know I'm a pathetic 40-year-old. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically. You like, you like seeing the young girls. You like to the youths. No, I get a buzz off just seeing young people like out and about. Like you get something beginning with a B. <laughs> bliss, a sense of bliss. A sense of bliss, absolutely. Really um, hard bliss. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's got a really nice vibe, this place. It's lovely, and you can see why people flock to it. <laughs> flock is a strange... It's rammed. You can see why about these six people, people have flocked to it. <laughs> a few people have meandered into this place, yeah. Um, we're both on... Uh, the gun. Vermont mm. Pale, which is delicious. Paddy, what are you having? Bongo, was it? Yeah. Did, you, did you see the brewery? No, I didn't. It was it was the same one that does like Tropicana, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it really? Okay. So. Oh, and it does taste like more like Kiora. It tastes more more than like Kiora. It tastes like Ombongo. So hence the it's, name. Yeah, it's an Ombongo pipe. Mm. Ombongo, the taste of the Congo. Mm, they drink it. Yeah. Is it the taste of the Congo? Does it taste like Belgian rubber slavery? Severed hands. <laughs> <laughs> and misery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Uh Apart from that one sign, Jin made me do it. <laughs> that's slightly a slant over the door, mm. and I hate it. I hate it so much. What did Jin make you do? That's not admissible in court, is it? Mm. Uh, 
imagine, imagine. Jin made me get <laughs> maybe it is down the prism. <laughs> maybe it is admissible here. Maybe you could like trash this garden. They'd be dragging you from the pub. You'd just be screaming, Jake Raven's Jake made me do it. Jim made me do it. My friend James. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, well, what do we what do we know about the place? Well, uh, very little actually, mm. despite the four pages of A4 I've got in front of me. Um, it's it's changed names mm. several times. So before 2019, it was um, the Free House, but I don't think it was a Free House. It's just called Free House. They got round that by spelling house the German way, H A U S. Like we're still owned by a big brewery. But what, it's a free house. What else? Brighton, Brighton, Brighton beer. Yeah, Brighton, Brighton beer. Brighton, yeah. An independent house, local yeah. brewery. Um, um, that's technically free, right? Is that uh, free? Probably not if they're owned by a brewery, but they're, brewery. but they're not really a brewery in the traditional sense. They're a local independent. They're, they're like, they own a pub and they make beer, so it's a chain of local pubs. Mm. Else. Yeah. And they're, but they're not free because they would only, only stop their own beer in there. Totally. No, they've got loads of, oh right it's yeah, not that sure. are you sure would they yeah, Brighton only? Beer House only has its well it, it can have anything that it like they like but they're selling their own fresh beer right. but no no they, they did have a couple of German beers on tap they had a, bot, a fridge full of other beers mm. as well so yeah it's a free house yeah. this place is fully camera approved um, oh really yeah, yeah they fucking love they it they take the camera vouchers and everything fully supported by that what are camera vouchers uh, so if you're a member of Camera, you can use Camera vouchers to buy beer, I guess. Nice. Yeah, you get a discount. Really? You pay your membership and you'll get a discount. I mean, I'm assuming we'll become members of Camera. What do you have to do to become a member? Do you right, pay? Do uh, a podcast yeah. about Brighton <laughs> pubs. <laughs> talk so about beer. Grow a beard. Drink yeah. real ale. So in, in 2010, before before it became the Free House, it was the Reservoir. Before then, it was the Reservoir Tavern. Mm. Uh, and I was looking at the Twitter account for the reservoir, and it said, "You expect reservoirs to be wet, and this one's no exception." Should almost moister than most. I don't get what that means, though. I still don't get it. We serve beer. We're not dry. We're not dry. We're not a pub that doesn't serve beer. They wanted to dispel that rumor straight away. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you think. But we're a pub that doesn't sell any beer, yet we're calling ourselves the Reservoir. But the concept of being dry, we all understand. Mm. But the opposite of that is not wet. No, it is. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You have, you have wet venues mm. and dry venues. Yeah. Yeah. It's a metaphorical. Yeah, but it I is. I know I get that. It's less common because most places, as standard, are wet. But I think in countries like, uh, so you've got, in America, you've got dry states and wet states. Right, right, right. Louisiana's a very wet state. It's got swamps. And in India. When I'm in town, it is. <laughs> <laughs> because you piss everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. You go on holiday with just like a, uh, uh, what are they called? Sprinkler. A platypus full of vodka, don't you, that you carry everywhere with you? On a sprinkler system. A platypus. The marsupial. You know, <laughs> yeah, just a lion platypus <laughs> that you force fed vodka and you make it vomit. And it's, the and vodka it's tough because you've got to keep feeding it vodka because it is excreting yeah, it and exactly. vomiting, so you just got to keep shoveling it. And you're sucking it. I, I, I want to get drunk, I want to get drunk, and it's, it's tough because it's, it's, and it's hard to processing hold. some so of that. The, 
and there's a lot of vomit, so it's like I'm putting 40% of vodka in. Exactly. But it's like coming out 10%, most of it's vomit. And it's really, to, uh, it's really hard to hold because, as you know, the male platypus has a venomous, venomous spur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the question is, why, why do I do that? It's weird. It's weird behavior. I've commented on it. It's mostly to make everybody go wet. It's because um, a lot of places won't allow me to have a lock in. Right. But I'll have the beaver build a dam around me. Mm. <laughs> it's not a beaver. Yeah, basically. A <laughs> you mate a beaver with a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, we forgot to say, he also <laughs> carries a beaver with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A platypus. I think platypus the is platypus is hammered. The beaver is sober as a judge, but Adrian carries two. Would they both be marsupials? No, no, one is a mammal. A beaver is a mustelid. Is it? No, 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 it's not a mustelid. What the fuck are you talking about? It's not a mustelid. Are they both mammals? They're both mammals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Adrian carries two a platypus river-based is... mammals around with him. A platypus is a... There's uh, a word for egg-laying mammals. The echidna is in the same oh, family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You carry on? No. No. Anyway. Yeah. Um, when it was the reservoir, uh, there were some reviews saying. Say it was, that word again. When it was the reservoir. You said it kind of like reservoir. 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 You say reservoir. 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 I say reservoir. 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 No, I say reservoir. 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 What's the name of this pub? Le Howard. So who was John Howard? Yeah. <laughs> Is that who it's named? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. There's quite so a few don't... streets around this area, and you get towards okay. Preston Park. Right. There's a few streets named Howard Road, Howard Street. I um, don't know. He's quite an important person in the history of Brighton because he was instrumental. He's he's not the original creator and builder, but he was instrumental in finishing the I three six sentence <laughs> pavilion pier. Yeah. Oh. Which pier? The Palace Pier? Yes, right. exactly. Oh, so not the Chain Pier. The Chain Pier is what collapsed in uh, 1896, mm. and the storm caused the debris from that to destroy mm. the in-construction Palace Pier. Mm. His financial contribution helped them finish it off. So he's, he's, he had a remarkable career. Did they ever coexist, all three piers? No, because the chain was... was Pretty much done oh, three years before the completion of the palace pier. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I how would have like seen what, the. Uh, yeah, it was being constructed, the palace pier. There was a pier massive storm the, in 1896 mm. that caused debris from the chain pier to destroy the Volks Electric Railway, mm. well, like, damaged massive parts of it and the still in construction um, palace pier. Um, but yeah, he was instrumental in finishing it. He was uh, a wealthy well-to-do Jewish man who wanted to invest in the local community. He, 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 he was clearly a very good human being. Mm. What's the relevance to his... Um, to his Jewish... <laughs> you free Jewish in I got all of this... You had to go DEF CON on his ass. I got all of this from I got all of this from really? and jewsfww.uk. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's websites dedicated to recognising the contributions that Jewish people have made to this country, which are multiplicitous, which is a word. 
What a, co <laughs> what, what a coincidence. <laughs> um, I think this pub is as good an opportunity as any to talk about the Kemptown Brewery, which came up in the previous pub. We're nowhere near Kemptown, but... Um... So, this place was founded by the Kemptown Brewery. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, in the 1840s by William Hallett. Mm. Um, back then it was called the Bristol Brewery, because mm -hmm. it was in Brighton. Mm. I so don't understand it. But, <laughs> um, but it was taken over by the family that ran the Kemptown Brewery, that is the famous... Abbey family. Abbey family, yeah. I did actually know that. Yeah, they're, they're big, they're big. So the Abbey family is, is instrumental to this city. Um, it became the Kemptown Brewery in 1933, but before then it was basically the Abbey Brewery. Mm. But the Kemptown Brewery has suffered numerous misfortunes over the years. Oh, I don't need to tell you. You don't need to tell oh. me. <laughs> Do you remember the incident in March 1900? When oh. when that alien showed up. March 1900, John Hope, a worker at the Kemptown Brewery, um, choked to death on carbonic acid gas when, despite <laughs> repeated warnings... <laughs> I read this exact same thing. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Climbed into a fermenting vessel to retrieve his tools, which he dropped there. Um, and choked to death. But then, uh, carbonic acid gas, what do you think that is? I don't know, actually. It's not... Is it like, like carbon carbonation? It's literally yes. what it is. So carbon it's a dioxide. weird way of phrasing it, yeah, because yeah. carbonic acid is dissolved carbon dioxide in water. Yeah. So carbonic so acid gas. Carbon dioxide. So yeah, you just exactly. suffocate it, essentially. If you don't have any oxygen. Oh, that's just like when you're holding your breath and you get that pain is because of a buildup of carbon dioxide, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. So you're breathing in yeah. pain gas. Uh, Henry Abbey was the one that uh, <laughs> took over from William Hallett. Was that to make the edit easier? <laughs> <laughs> John Abbey was his son, uh, who became mayor of Brighton. In 1945, he was appointed High Sheriff of Sussex. Mm. They had a sheriff in Sussex. As High Sheriff, his responsibilities included <coughs> assembling posses, after <laughs> the wild boys of Wibblesfield. <laughs> is that true? Pinning <laughs> wanted posters to the side of pubs. I believe this is not true. <laughs> okay. What 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 was wanted? Looking after Madame Delacroix's girl down at the old brothel in Portslade. <laughs> Towering and feathering reprobates. Arranging Sunday haddings, <laughs> hangings, which would take place at the cricket pitch in the Linfield Village Green. Uh and that was the fate that befitted most brewers at the time. I've just got this vision of, what's he called? John Abbey. John Abbey. And he's like, um, tell me if I'm misremembering this. He's like, he's being hung by the, from the neck and he's standing atop a sort of cross, wooden cross that's on top of a grave. And uh, he's kind of hanging, he's hanging. And he, he sees the guy that's putting there, he's running up on a white, and he's just shouting, Blah 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 
Delivery of justice. Collection of taxes. What does the first one mean? Delivery of justice. What does that mean? Uh, they drop. They, they drop <laughs> off. <laughs> they drop off judges at people's houses. No, they deliver justice. Okay, like Batman. Mm. Okay. <laughs> have they got? A, have they got? They, a, they uh, have to take an oath when mm. they um, become the high sheriff, mm. and the oath finishes with this line. I will well and truly behave myself. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> I promise. Cross my heart and hope to die. <laughs> I will well and truly behave myself in my office. <laughs> Lock up your doors, because the second I'm outside, I'm going to do a fucking... I saw the movie myself in my office. Hey, hey, in my office. I'm not in my office. Excuse me, Mr. Sheriff, are you wanking in there? I will well and truly behave. My cock is out the window. It's not technically in my office. For the honour of the Queen and the good of her subjects. So he'd only wank outside of his office because to respect the Queen. To respect the Queen. How many of us have done that? It's a sacred oath, and we all bear that cross. I, re- I respect the Queen every morning. Technically, as as she up. hated office wanking as well. I know. It's really good. I go. It, it fucking absolutely barnacled. She would hate stuff. remote working now. She's like, <laughs> technically, all these rooms are your office. <laughs> you shouldn't be wanking in any of these. So I've started going in the shed at the bottom of my garden. <laughs> it's the one place that is definitely not my office. If you, if you poke your fellow around the U bend, that's not the only office. No, that's technically... The, the bathroom can yeah. never be your office, can no. it? So. Well, you've got to get around the U-bend, and then it's technically outside, the, uh, even the bathroom. Okay. Should we uh, head on to the next place? Travel on to the next place. Oyster me pints. <laughs> <laughs> Gin made me do it. <laughs> Captain, Captain... We'll never make it through this storm. Ah, pish, McGinty. This be nothing but a trifling little bluster. Oh, but it is a most terrible tempest. But, my lad, I swore to me mistress Sally McCafferty that we'd meet ere moonlight at the Hartington in not three days' time. The swells, Captain, these swells will be the death of us. We must chart a new course. Ah, but where would we even head to? We're in the middle of the fucking ocean. I've heard tell of a new harbour. The Lewis Road Inn lies but not 50 leagues from this place hither thus. Ah, you'd best be telling me no lies, lad. We're charting a new course, lads. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Heave ho. Twirl the line teeth. Twirl of the 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 Lewis Road Inn By storm and by wind By tempest and by chance By rain and sextant (laughs) We have been diverted (laughs) The borealic winds have blown us and diverted us Unfortunately our ship has sailed Not the Hartington 
Our ship has sailed a few years ago, I think. <laughs> we turned up like three sea-weary spunk dogs seeking Seeking more cum. Seeking, Give me more cum. Seeking refuge and sustenance to the Harting doors of the Hartington. Yet turned away by the vicious sirens of Scylla and Because that's Charistus. what sirens do, isn't it? They turn <laughs> you away. <laughs> Fuck Fuck go away. Oh, it's too beautiful. Take me away from them. It's too beautiful. Take me away. I can't yeah. stand it. Take me away from it. Sail oh, me away. Ugly mermaid. <laughs> Um, We're mixing our metaphors because it's like the tempest led us off course, but we found the place <laughs> and we were turned away yeah, from there. You should never mix your metaphors. <laughs> no. Start with one metaphor yeah. and then drink water in between that metaphor. Exactly. Yeah, at least space them out a bit. What Everybody a, knows that. So, what happened? When we left the uh, uh, Gladstone, no, we left the Howard. We left the Howard, we walked to the Hartington, we looked inside, there was a light on, there was a glimmer of hope. There was a carton of Tropicana on the bar. <laughs> there were three people in there. Yeah, the lighting was dim. But it was closed and it looks like it's being refurbished. Those three people looked like bar staff and they were cramped into a sofa and there was lots of like cloth coverings on stuff. Yeah, They may have been the owners like children. Yeah. They're like teenage children that were having their own little private lock-in while the place is being uh, oh, done up. We should have gone in. <laughs> <laughs> we have broken our way in. Well, funny you should mention crime to break our way in because the research that I did do, there wasn't a lot there, but there was one story that was... Um, about this place or the Hartington? And the Hartington. Ooh. Mm, full, of, full of intrigue, full of intrigue. Controversial. No, 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 no. So yeah, I couldn't find a lot on it, and we can't really set the seam other than the... But I don't think we should do I don't the think, I think we will do that. Well, I've done my research, and I'm going to tell my bloody story. <laughs> but can't you save that for when we actually get I think we will do the Hartington. Are we going to do the Hartington? It's not closing. We'll do the Hartington. Right. Have we, have we, right. Is the Hartington closing? So... I mean, it is closing. The next time it gets selected randomly out of 300 pubs... But we could... We'll we can... Next time we can deliberately but do you the Gladstone. Half of it, it's not about the pub anyway. <laughs> can you use it for this, Blake? I can use this research for this. Place. There we go. <laughs> so, okay, that works. That works. So there's some stuff. Yeah. So we uh, we decided. Well, we had no other choice. We thought we'd impromptu uh, come to another pub in the local area, which we is span the wheel. We span the wheel. We jibbed the sextant. We jibbed the sextant. <laughs> and then we cleaned it off. <laughs> we ended up at what is actually a lovely oh, Lewis Road Inn. A delicious, tasty drinking emporium. Behind uh, Adrian and, 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 and Dan are several cabinets. The first one contains Basil Brush, Roland the Rat, puppets and stuffed plush toys. The one next to that is just Garfield and Smurfs memorabilia. And then moving on we've got Fraggle Rock and The Muppet Show. Finally we've got Pink Panther and Snoopy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's trying to say, but it looks expensive. It's, it's, like, cool, a, it's like a half it? thought out museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a collector is actually like 
put together a little showcase. And, and, and Roland Rat and Fraggle Rock is fairly popular culture, but a bit of a deep dive. We used to live, me and Adrian used to live really near here on Picton Street. And uh, this was the Franklin Tavern at the time, mm -hmm. and it was a proper shithole. It looked like a rough pub. There would be karaoke on a Wednesday night. They would have the, the spinning, like cheap, rent-a-disco spinning wheel of, of multicolored lights. Okay. And uh, what looked like coked up overweight 15 year olds singing. I mean, they were having up to whale. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it served its purpose. Yeah, absolutely. No judgment. It's just it wasn't scum, that just absolute scum. <laughs> it the wasn't scum. that enticing to us at the time. Well, you've got to have a safe space for coked up 15 year olds to come. But it's been really done up nicely. Like, it's lovely plush sort of like uh, what colour blue would you say this is? Uh, it's just like a aquamarine? Dark, dark sky. Really. Yeah. Dark sky. Like a dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a dark, almost like it's gonna rain kind of sky blue on the bonquettes that line the whole uh, side of the pub. Ooh, this is plush. Loads of nice tables. With, with matching blue curtains and a, and a bright cobalt blue bar. Lots oh. of lots of Chesterfields. Lovely Chesterfields. Yeah. An arc, one of those sit-down arcade tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wagon stick. It's all very cool, and they've got a nice selection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots, mm -hmm. of, lots of little fairy lights. I believe with a neon pink star. We've got little red and yellow warm little chili-esque little popping lights. Some quite good cat paintings on the wall. It's just lovely. Mm. It's yeah, alright, I'd come back here. Massive carpets. I wasn't expecting <laughs> this. What makes a, what makes a carpet massive? This carpet goes wall to wall. It's too big. Jesus. <laughs> anything that's not a massive carpet is a rug, yeah, yeah. by definition. If it doesn't stretch the entire length of the room, <laughs> it's a rug. This carpet's too small. I keep falling off. Yeah, <laughs> your carpet is tiny. <laughs> there she stood. This carpet doesn't even touch the end of the. <laughs> there she stood, balanced on the carpet. I mean, technically, magic carpets aren't carpets, are they? No, they're rugs. But yeah, sorcery rugs doesn't sound quite. The so same. if you remove a carpet from a house, it becomes a rug. I well, so the carpet, you put it warehouse, in, the carpet warehouse is actually the rug warehouse. It's only when we install it, it becomes you a put carpet. It, yeah, exactly. Aladdin and his enchanted mat. <laughs> yeah, if you took a, a carpet that's cut to uh, sort of 16 by 12 foot room and put it in a 20 by 16 foot room, it becomes a rug. Becomes a rug. Mm. Just a very big rug. And no, do rugs, plain rug with sort of frayed edges. Carpets come rugs and rugs. No, rug can't become a carpet. Can yeah, it? it can if you put it in a smaller house. Yeah, yeah, Based up. on what yeah, we've yeah. just said, yeah, yeah. then absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. But only if it was way, once a carpet to start with. If it's designed to be, if you a erect a tent on a carpet, is it, on a rug rather, does that then become a carpeted tent? No rug, no initial thing that starts life as a well, rug can ever awesome. become a carpet. Bollocks. No, it can't. No, I mean bollocks can. <laughs> bollocks can become a carpet. <laughs> no, but bollocks, like, if it's a rug, if you glue it to the floor <laughs> in a small Cut house, it. 
Yeah. You'd have to cut it, and then I think you'd be turning what it. What if it into... perfectly fits the house? Yeah, you cut. You cut it goes up to the skirting board. Nothing does that. But hypothetically. Hypothetically. It's, you said no rug could become a carpet. It's still a rug jammed yes, in a room. What's the difference between the rug and the Because one, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Right, so you're like, oh, it's like, it's like a poor child. You'll one. never be a member of the aristocracy. <laughs> you're still a poor child to me. <laughs> I can give you two reasons. One, you won't you're have You're born that. a rug. You're born your rug. Your parents were a rug. You may be hanging out with carpets all the time. You'll never be a carpet. You may have brushed yourself up. For bizarrely, a rug is a more sort of fancy thing. Yeah, a Persian rug is more fancy than a carpet. Exactly. But like a a rug, you won't have underlay on it, for one. I don't need it. You won't have those like things around the edge of the room that sort of pin it down. Because it is a sort of self-contained thing that sits happily on its own, and it often will have tassels. But if you put then, glue on the bottom, that doesn't mean anything. You can say that about a glass. It kind of does. I have, put glue on the bottom of the glass. It has its own underlay, really, in a way. Yes, yeah, so that's way. why it's a rug because it has its own underlay. You don't have a separate underlay that you lay and cut to. But the if room. it's in if it's in Spain, it's a different story. Why? Underlay, underlay. Arriba. <laughs> 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 but why is it a different story? <laughs> what does Andalay mean? I, I the pun would be what does Andalay mean? It means like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's go. Mm. Andalay, Andalay. Yeah, I get. Don't pick it apart. <laughs> don't pull <laughs> the, the threads of this yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we've got nothing. It's, it's, it's just string. <laughs> true, true, and isn't true. at the end of the day, aren't they both just string? Don't this we all whole thing is like. String? Don't we all just. Have you ever seen people shaving rugs? It's incredibly satisfying. So if you want to rejuvenate a rug, people go at it with clippers and like shave it. You, apparently you get like five or six shaves in the lifetime of a rug. Okay, and then they just pass them off as carpets after that. They stitch them together and it's like all carpets. And then they pass it off as another rug, but like it, it's fresh. Mm. It's very satisfying. Because a rug is essentially a looped, thread that you then cut the top of the loop off so it becomes loose hair. Right. So the top of it becomes frayed and worn, but if you then take a clipper and clip it, you can then cut that top grayed dirty bit off and the bottom bit is luscious and really? like it wouldn't work with this because this is as thin as it That is but ridiculous. But yeah. So you can give a rug a haircut. You can give a rug a haircut. So it's at least as old as 1874, because okay. it's on the Ordnance Survey map for that time. And then there's 70, a 70-year 70 gap. We don't know what happened. <laughs> we <laughs> we know know nothing no about idea, it. But, um, but then 70 years later, after it may have been constructed, mm. um, it was, in 1940, bombed. Mm. Yeah. Who, who do you think bombed it? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who, the fucking Germans. The Germans! <laughs> always, oh, always at it. You always never expect them, you never expect yeah, them. You never expect the, the German Inquisition, do you? <laughs> Those Nazis, I, do you know what? They're not all that... I'm, I'm not a fan. They're not all that bad? They're not all that I don't like the Nazis. I'll tell you what, they were, they were a bunch of 
Bunch of idiots. Bunch of they na- were bunch of Nazis. Lots of bunch of nutcases. They cases. were wankers. Yeah, they were wankers. They were real dickheads. Real dickheads. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. just fooling around. No one will say it these days, but I, I'm not a fan of the Nazis. Yeah. I didn't like them either. I did, and I'm not saying that post hoc. <laughs> I, I've never liked them. I'm not just saying that to get yeah, in with you yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing is, they I didn't, they didn't really even do anything good. No. It was pretty much shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the worst thing? Those uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. They're quite they're like silly. They're, they're, they're a Hugo Boss. I, I don't think they look silly. I just think they look silly. The Volkswagens and the Hugo Boss uniforms were pompous. Those 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 crazy Nazis falling around going yeah. going overboard. They once once again went a little step too far and uh, bombed this fine establishment. In 1940. On uh, Friday 20th September 1949. Oh, that's the worst time. Completely demolished. Completely demolished uh, in a direct hit and run by the German bombers. <laughs> that's what they called them. <laughs> well, hit the and bomb. run. They hit and run. They... <laughs> but what? Well, to be fair, they didn't start. It's a smashing grab. So they, they didn't call the police. They're like, oh, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> a bit of historical realism. Uh, Brighton would have never been a target. The only reason bombs were dropped around this area was because you had German bombers who intended to go to London, but basically knew they'd got out of radar range from France and Germany, so they weren't going to get picked up by their commanding officers. Mm. They'd get to the south coast, drop all their bombs, and fuck off back to where they came from. And you just do it in the fucking sea. Because they, they had, to, they they had to get out of radar dicks. range off of France, which was occupied territory. So the radar so range was like right at the coast. Yeah, yeah, of the well, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's why you've got. Cra- if you look, if you look, if you, if you, you know Friston Forest, mm. you've got massive dimple craters. Oh, everywhere. really? Those are German bombers going. Wow. We don't want to go to London where they've got shitloads of anti-aircraft guns, and we will get torn out of the sky. So we'll dump all of our inventory here. And then fuck off back to France, and where our airfields are, we and say that we did it. And say Is that, that before they had cameras then on the on the bottom? Were no one would say. No one would be able to mm. check that they did or did not do what they did. So, so like, yeah, you're saying, if I'm reading this correctly, you feel the Nazis had nothing specifically against the Lewis Road Inn. I'm calling the Nazis cowards for mm. not bombing London properly. Right. Okay. They didn't finish the job, mm. which is why London is still a fucking nightmare. Blitz. More like a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting it from, from both those barrels down here. Breeze. <laughs> Pub destroyed. Fiston Forest destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several grasshoppers died. And what did they lose in London? More shitholes. Yeah. yeah. It's outrageous, really. Anyway. Um, unfortunately, during the uh, the 1940 after the 1940 bombing of the Lewis Road Inn, uh, there were several casualties. Some of which were indeed fatal. Okay. I thought you were going to say some of which were, were not human. <laughs> yeah, were not. So like Adrian, this well, is very much a Nazi legend. You shouldn't be repeating <laughs> verbatim what the Nazis were well, saying. Well, funny you should say that. There was actually an, an, an inhuman survivor. The pub dog. Pub dog. The pub dog. Um, as rescuers fought their way through the wreckage of the inn, they heard the landlord Ernest Scully calling. And uh, he was trapped with his wife 
And we can dog. put sound effects on post. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do the I'm sound effects over, Adrian. So, so picture it, the, um, the rescuers, the, the, the... Who would the rescuers be, I guess? The, Chip and Dale. Oh, Chip and Dale. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's a good reference, man. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, a good yeah. reference, not, not the rescue rangers, but the rescuers. Mm. Um, they fought their way through the wreckage of the inn, and they heard the landlord... There were like humans all around being like, help me! <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Not interested in humans. We're interested in the, um, the, the landlord, his wife, and their dog. And uh, yeah, the dog was saved. The uh, landlord and the wife left left to starve. What was the name of the dog? Um, Willard. Willard the dog. Uh, no, the rescuers talked to the landlord uh, as they were dragging away the debris. And after searching for three and hours, they said, I think your pub's fucked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, those bloody. This Nazis. is actually really, really sad. Um, it's not that I'm just reading it, reading it <laughs> as, as I'm reading it aloud, <laughs> all for the first time. But um, so this is this is horrible. So yeah, the 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 pub was like just just a wreck of debris, and the uh, the rescuers, the the fire service, whoever they they heard the landlord and his wife shouting, "Oh, pass, please." Shouting oh, well. uh, and then probably the dog going like, and um, after searching for three hours Jeez. dragging away the debris listening to the voice of actually the landlord and his wife not the dog they found the landlord and his wife dead Ooh. but the small white terrier was found unhurt <laughs> Oh, oh my word. That's such a well, lovely that's ending. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All's I'd well rather the well. dog was fine <laughs> and the two people <laughs> yeah, were yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, little fella. Fantastic. That's lovely. Oh, but d- despite, despite, you know, our indifference to the landlord and his wife dying, Fuck a window cleaner <laughs> was killed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And <laughs> what was he doing? Was, was, he that, he was, was he that window cleaner from like Tales of a Window yeah, Cleaner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd just Robert been, he'd been having yeah, sex yeah, yeah. with the landlord's like yeah, daughter. Yeah. Um, no, he he was riding past on his bicycle. He was riding past was the uh, the daughter of the landlord. He was riding, <laughs> he was riding, he was riding past. He was, past. Past. he was riding the pastor's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was dead. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's read a little bit um, of the comment section of the pub history page. I'm, I'm sure that this is just copyright infringement. We can't, on our podcast, just read. We can read, we can read whatever the fuck anyway, we want. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so this is from um, a, a first-hand source. We've got some... First, we, uh, read it. See how likely of you think it is. Actually, it sounds like fucking bollocks to me. I, I remember my first hand sauce. <laughs> oh God! Uh, my uh, my uncle Billy Brewster was killed in the bombing raid. He was home from leave uh, from the army, and he was due to go back to the barracks the next day. The barman said later, the barmaid rather, the barmaid said later that he had just ordered his drink when the bomb dropped. Like How the, is that I like that, that the true. music's got like sad piano <laughs> the barmaid, music. How is that true? That is bollocks. The barmaid said, 
the bar. He was just ordering a drink, and then we were both obliterated. Were both, exactly. That is not true. She's just handing him the drink. Just like his his arm. Well, hold yours. Hold yours. The barmaid said we were both killed. No, 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 no. The bomb that destroyed the pub, the landlord and his wife, and the, the dog. dog was unharmed. The dog was fine. Mm. So we know people can be unharmed, said and that as he orders his drink, the bomb dropped. The beam from the ceiling came down and caught him on the side of his head. So the building was collapsing. She had the word, and the bomb went off. And she survived, did she? Well, who knows? Um, the writer's aunt and grandparents lived in Hastings Road, so they should know. Um, they were on the scene before the dust had settled. <laughs> and uh, not only, not only, he not only left a, oh, I thought it said window. <laughs> he not only left a widow, um, but he had an 18 month daughter uh, as well. So, so laugh away. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Good, good. Yeah, no, that's, no, no, that's <laughs> good. And that man's name was Billy Brewster. Um, and my parents told me it was a it was a plane which was being uh, chased back over the channel by the RAF, which which tallies with what you were saying. And he just brain. dropped his payload to get away faster. Oh, well done. Haven't we all dropped our payloads? <laughs> to get away faster. Are you staying for breakfast? <laughs> let yeah. me just get with my... Just, let, me just, let me just drop off my payloads on your daughter. It's like, do you want to come back to mine? <laughs> I just need the toilet. So I'm not in the mood. I'm actually desperately trying to hold on to my payload for as long as physically possible. <laughs> My, I'm trying to keep the bomb bay doors closed, but they keep fucking flapping open, <laughs> spilling my incendiary devices all over Sussex. They're very much like the commander going, can you at least wait till you're in the air before you <laughs> release your payload? Wait until you reach Britain. Sorry, Calais Sorry. fucks. At least get over the channel. At least get over the channel. It's just too exciting. I can't. I can't. You know, I can't control myself. If I was a Nazi bomber, I'd be bombing Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> two, uh, two one-star wonders for this place, though. Okay. Um, one of them. Two grumpy Polish guy. <laughs> two grumpy Polish guy. Two grumpy Polish guy is one star. It's, it's not often you hear the infinitive form of Polish guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it's the start of a joke. No, and two grumpy Polish. Yeah. yeah. No, two grumpy Polish guy. Um, two spelt T O O. So oh, they've not oh. got, they've not messed mm. it up in that Well, well maybe, maybe they were trying to order someone to grumpy Polish guy, but they accidentally... That's got two thumbs up. <laughs> oh, no. So two people agree with that. Yes! And then uh, another one star wonder. This place hate my friend. <laughs> <laughs> with a sad... This with, place hates my friend. With, I can't is even this tell back when, when was, when was this from back is. when it was the karaoke Let me copy that emoji in here and see what it is. What is that? Sad crying, no, it's a happy nose. crying snot thing. Nose, snot nose, okay. So it's, this place hate my friend. <laughs> Snotty <laughs> nose. <laughs> is it not? I feel that we've neither done, um, we've done the Hartington or the Lewis Road in due diligence, <laughs> justice, I should say. 
Um, we'll have to come back here at some point. Yeah, we will have to um, come back here. But you know, it's been it's been fun. You look like you're on your last legs, to be honest. Oh, that was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh... That was fun. So that was uh, a, a diversion in the literal sense. Mm, yes. Well, a bit of a pain, but we discovered a nice nice new pub, didn't we? Yeah, it was a better pub than the other one. The, the actual Hartington looked just a bit standard, and the one we found was lovely. Really nice. Absolutely. We'll have to go back to the Hartington when it uh, reopens under new ownership, presumably. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it'll be. Uh, it'll have become like some kind of folklore by then, and we'll be returning back. Do you remember the day when we were diverted from the Hartington? Mm. And, it'll be like uh, El Dorado. Yes, it's our white whale. Next time we turn up and we'll be like turned away at the door and we'll have to keep going back and keep mm-hmm. trying to the point it'll be the only pub in that Raz zone that that's on the list. So yeah, we just have to it was just, just like okay and be turned away each week. Exactly. We're in we're at Elm Grove again. We're trying to go to the Hartington again this week. Um yeah. The Shangri La of Hanover. <laughs> I think that's what they're changing the name to. It was a fun, fun time had though. I love that area. Um, I can't remember if I said this in the intro, but that really local, local style pubs, but just just on the edge of the centre of town. But it's a kind of slightly gentrified, slightly what it's called, Musely Mountain. That area and the pubs reflect it, so it's nice. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Han- Hanover's Musley Mountains. I mean, it's right. it's up the mountain, isn't it? It's Hummus Hill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, crevasse. Um Yeah, I enjoyed. Yes. Um, I enjoyed discovering the the Howard. Um, that turned into a bit of a lecture from me, but that's I'm in my element when I'm just talking incessantly. It's my <laughs> Absolutely. Thing to do. Yeah. It's when it goes from lecture to sermon that we know we've got a problem on our hands. <laughs> when you're stood on the table telling people to gather around and then reading your research to them, um, which I start you know, speaking in tongues. <laughs> uh, that would be a thing to behold. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time you've been thrown out of a pub for that. Well, I've got like three corrections, two addendums. Addenda, one corollary, and about 208 caveats, but we don't have to go into the caveats. Right, you should um... see a doctor about most of those. <laughs> <laughs> trademarks. You know, we were talking about trademarks, old trademarks. Mm. Um, and we were saying, are there any like other sort of 1800 uh, oh, yes. trademarks or logos? Because we mentioned Bass. the Shandy Bass, Bass Red real. Triangle. Well, according to the internet um the oldest one i could find is stella which apparently dates back to 1366 wow. and it was used by some monks that made that uh, in belgium that brewed mm. stella 
and has been of a vest is it i can't even picture the stellar logo now that you mention it i'm sure i looked it up at the time of a vest (laughs) is it really yeah guinness must be must go back away what's a guinness guinness is just the liar of the, the Irish liar, the heart. They, they must have a trademark on it as well, like the way that their one is stylized. But they're 250 years old, aren't they? So like 1700s, I think mm. Guinness has been around since. Are you allowed to have a, a black thing with a white thing on top without paying them royalties? <laughs> yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay. Oreos would be screwed, wouldn't they? Well, well if Oreos <laughs> would be screwed if the biscuit part was really tall and the cream was quite short. Right, right. They, and originally that is what an Oreo was, and they got sued by yeah. Guinness. And, they just um, had to stamp on it until it was uh, flat, and then they were fine. <laughs> um, but I found the the oldest trademark in legal terms in Europe is it was a Czech Pilsner. Oh. Um, so I'm not sure. What I did also learn about Bass is, to remember I was... Um, saying how it's everywhere in Japan and it presents itself as an English beer. It was the first foreign beer ever sold in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was introduced there in 1850 before the trademark was registered. So it's like as much a part of Japanese culture as as, as any other uh, wow. British beer. So we're already exporting it over there in 1850s. That's mad. Mm-hmm. Other notable mentions are Twinings, 1887, which is interesting. Shell, 1903. Levi's, 1886. And Coca-Cola, um, 1887. So yeah. I think like around 86, 87, something happened with like... America. <laughs> trademark law or something there where um, a load of people, things got like trademarks, basically. Um, the platypus... Mammals that lay eggs. Oh, do it's, you know uh, a monotreme? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a monotreme. Yeah, uh, As, along with the echidna, right? Exactly. Yeah, beavers are not mustelids, as you rightly ro- ro- said. Ro- rodents. They're a semi-aquatic rodent. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then mustelids are. Uh, Things like weasels, ferrets, otters, badgers, badgers yeah. martens, minks, your wolverines. Mm-hmm. Who knew in the X-Men he would have just had two musty sacks in his ass, basically, <laughs> that just stank. And presumably, as he was like, you know, what was he, biogenetically created or something like that, he would have smelled even worse. Yeah, was he was he was created, he enhanced in some was way? He, was he created from a monotreme? Was he like was he half badger? Have you listened to any of this? They're not monotremes, Adrian. What They're mustelids. Mustard lids, fine, whatever. But I, think, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> Wolverine was is a, a Spider Man, is he? He was fierce, wasn't he? So they called him Wolverine. He was a mutant, wasn't he, that had... Uh... But none of the mutants in X-Men were, like, half bats. Were they? they weren't bitten. They weren't all bitten by... Yeah. Maybe they were. Maybe that's what <laughs> they never figure out, figure yeah. out, is that all of them are bitten by some kind of different <laughs> creature, and that gives them their powers in early life. 
uh, when Wolverine went through puberty, that uh, it initiated the X gene that caused him to have uh, the healing factor and the ability to shoot bone spurs throughout his hands. Um, and he then agreed to be part of the Weapon X project, which attached adamantium to that skeleton, including those bone spurs. And he was the only one able to survive the Weapon X program because of his healing factor. Mm. Um, that's what the listener wanted to, yeah. wanted to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. Professor X. That's all my... Well, Professor X was bitten by an alien creature with a big brain. <laughs> um, he was bitten by a porpoise. <laughs> yeah, and what people don't know about porpoises is that they can read other porpoises' minds all around the world <laughs> and, um, yeah, and change each other's behaviour. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, if you do want yeah. to get in contact, um, email, us. email us, yeah, at... What is it, Adrian? Pod at pub.net. <laughs> Don't email that. Um, <laughs> pod at Brighton Pub Odyssey, all the usual spellings.com. Oh, no, that makes it confusing. Sorry, that sounds like the whole web address is Brighton Pub Odyssey, all the usual spellings.com. No, pod at Brighton Pub Odyssey.com. All the usual spellings of those words. Forward slash. <laughs> Mail. Um, but yes, next week, Western Road. Woo-hoo. Very exciting. Pints cool. Ahoy. See you next Ahoy. time. Pints Ahoy. Bye bye. Bye.